Johnson gonna go to the end zone and Boutte! How about that? Solves all problems, doesn't he? Sean Boutte, 31 yard touchdown catch. Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Zoltan podcast. I am here with you today to break down, you guessed it, Kayshawn Booty, one of the most controversial players in the class. And I'm once again joined by my good friend, Tyler. How you doing? Great, great. Doing great. I'm glad you uh, had me on here. I'm excited to talk some Kayshawn Booty. Yeah, and, and we'll get into this more, but I'm not very high on him as a player. So I really wanted to talk to you because I know that you really do like him as a player. And uh, I'm always trying to avoid take lock. And I, I'm out here for you to convince me and to convince all of my listeners why Kayshawn Booty should not be a late third round pick in Dynasty drafts because he has taken an incredible fall since the combine and, and really since his freshman year when he was potentially going as, you know, the Debbie 101 around that time. So let's give a little background on Kayshawn Booty to start out with. Um, first of all, I apologize if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. I do not know how it's pronounced, but Booty sounds the funniest to me. So that's the way I'm going to pronounce it. Um, Booty was a really good recruit, five-star recruit, top two wide out in the country. Obviously, we know LSU has a good history um, at wide receiver. He came onto a team with Justin Jefferson and, uh, sorry, with and uh, – my bad, Terrace Marshall already there, as well as Jamar Chase. Um, and he was absolutely, you know, electric his freshman year. Uh, put up 40 set, 45 catches for 735 yards and five touchdowns, including one game against Ole Miss where he had 14 catches for 308 yards. Again, this is his freshman year. He put up 300 yards in an SEC game. Uh, set the record uh, for a freshman in the SEC and, uh, of course, made uh, the all-SEC team uh, that year. Unfortunately, he did not progress from there. Uh, his next two seasons, he didn't even hit 550 yards, and uh, he really struggled after that breakout freshman year when he became the focal point of the defenses. Uh, so, first of all, you know, if, if you're defending Kayshawn Booty right now, how can you explain what happened to his production? And and I guess, why do you value his freshman production? Because it, it seems like you do. Yeah, I mean, his freshman production was obviously borderline historic, um, just in, in terms, terms of how much they, um, you know, threw the ball at LSU. LSU has been a fairly run first team outside of that Joe Burrow year. Obviously, they're throwing all over the place and running all over the place in that that offense. But um, historically, they've been fairly run first, and and even the past couple of years, they have been. So he had an incredible season. Um, I think that was when everyone jumped on board, and he was borderline the wide receiver one in that class. Um, and then coming into his sophomore year, um, he got some competition there with Jackson Smith and Jigba. <laughs> and, um, you know, Kayshawn even had a good season in his sophomore year. It was cut short due to injury. Um, but in that season, he, he impressed why he was on the field. And even at the end of that season, there's, there's conversation of, is it Jason or is it, uh, Keishon Boutte, who's the, you know, wide receiver one in this class. Yeah. And that's a good point. Something that we have to keep in mind when talking about all of these prospects is that 2021 was a COVID shortened year. 
And you're right. Booty was very good that year, putting up 500 yards and nine touchdowns in six games. You know, that's 90 yards and a touchdown and a half a game. That's obviously very good. And he did that for an LSU team that was an under 500 team, had Max Johnson at quarterback, only had 2,800 yards, and that was in 12 games. Kayshawn Booty played half the games and basically was putting up a 35, 40% yard share. So you're right. He was very good his sophomore year as well. Um, what do you think happened his junior year? We'll, we'll get to the tape in a little bit, but what do you think happened yeah. to describe the, the really significant drop off from, you know, 90 yards a game all the way down to basically 50 yards a game and only two touchdowns? Yeah. And just to mention too, on his sophomore year, you know, going from his freshman to sophomore, more year and, and switching those quarterbacks up there they went down and you know um, yards per game by over 50 yards per game and he still yeah. um, led the team in receptions and yards um, and touchdowns even playing half the games as the next uh, leader on that team so I mean great season all around but then going you know he had that that um, that injury cut his season short and then it, I think there's there's a rift there between the the new head coach there at um, at LSU, um, uh, blank Brian Kelly. So yeah. <laughs> I think there I think there's a rift there. There's there's reports that they hadn't even talked to each other after Brian Kelly got hired and and well into spring practice. I don't think they had even talked to each other. And, and Butte was um, not there, not participating due to his injury, is what all the reports said. But I think there's already some bad blood there, and I'm you know not privy to those details. But what that what that really did was that um, didn't let him build that rapport with, again, a brand new quarterback, Jaden Daniels, that came in from uh, Arizona State. So um, he didn't have all that spring practice to, you know, gel with his new quarterback. And he really did get it, um, you know, reps in until late into the, the summer practices. Yeah, and Jaden Daniels was another guy who was, you know, not an excellent passing quarterback. Their offense only averaged 270 passing yards a game, while Jaden Daniels rushed for almost 1,000 yards. So the offense was not built to be, you know, a timing passing offense like what LSU had under Joe Burrow. And I think Kayshawn Booty really suffered as a result. Um, we'll get into what his game is really like very shortly. But one thing I wanted to touch on was that injury because people seem to be sleeping on this, but booty broke his ankle, uh, you know, halfway through the season in 2021, it was a pretty bad ankle break. And I was doing some research earlier today. He didn't really start running at a hundred percent until August. Um, which says a lot, you know, it's hard for a player, even though he had had some success already to adjust to a new quarterback, a new head coach without even being on the field. Um, and once he really did get back to some level of health in October, he was pretty effective. He caught at least four right. balls in every game, uh, uh, you know, after that time period. Um, and he did flash a little bit more of the athleticism and really home run potential that we saw from him as a freshman and sophomore. Um, so I think it, I think it shouldn't be slept on that he was injured, came back, had a down year in a weird offense, but there's still clearly potential there. Yeah. And even in that season, like you said, you know, when, once it hit October, he really turned it around in the, um, last six or so games, you know, he had both of his hundred yard games in that span. Um, and like you said, four receptions and at least, at least four receptions in each of those games. And, um, over 10 yards a uh, catch for all of those as well. So he really started flashing towards the end of the season. 
um, but still just not a very consistent season altogether. Yeah, and one of the things was that he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. You know, LSU only threw for 17 touchdowns in 14 games. So it's right. It, it really does seem like Kayshawn Booty might be might be slept on due to his situation. Um, going into his film, I was really excited to watch him. I was hoping I'd find a little bit of a diamond in a rough, move him up to my top four or five wide receivers, and end up with a lot of him, you know, in the mid second round. Um We'll get to the film in just a second, but first of all, I want to talk about his combine because it was absolutely terrible, uh, really hurt his prospects. He was supposed to be, you know, if not an elite athlete, definitely a very good one, um, and he just did very poorly. You know, his first 40-yard dash was like a 4.65. He did get to a 4.5, which is, I think, more of what his speed is, but right. it was his jumping that was awful. He had a 29-inch vertical and a 9-foot, 10-inch broad jump. Um, to give a comparison, that is 10 inches shorter vertical than Josh Downs and a foot shorter broad jump than Josh Downs. Now, it's a little unfair because Josh Downs was, you know, uh, uh, was an all-state track uh, triple jumper uh, in high school. But still, it, it says a lot about Kayshawn Booty, um, his burst score, which is essentially factoring in those jumps as well as uh, his 10-yard split and his size, was in the second percentile of wide receivers and it's really hard to overcome athleticism like that. This isn't Jackson Smith the Jigba who runs a four-five-five, but also sets record in the three-cone drill. This is Kayshawn Booty really struggling at almost all of the tests. Do you have any excuses for him? Um, now is also a good time to move into the tape. Did you see that lack of athleticism on tape, or do you think he just had a bad day? I, I honestly think it was just a bad day. I, I really want to see him bounce back at the pro day that's going to take place, I think, at the beginning of April. Um, it's LSU's pro day. I, I'm pretty sure he's taking part in that. I hope that he bounces back there because I, I, I don't see that on tape. I mean, he's not the most explosive athlete. I didn't expect him to be Christian Watson out there or anything like that. Um, four or five is about what I expected him in the 40. Um, you know, it's it's pretty much right on par with what – uh Jason did in his pro day but um his his jumping I feel like you know if he knew he was going to jump that bad he wouldn't have participated um so yeah. I, I think there was definitely something going on there maybe uh some lingering stuff with his injury which still is not a good sign if it's still lingering this far um far out but um it, it's definitely a concern it's a red flag for me I'm not going to you know completely brush it over even though I really like him <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And and I don't like to overreact to the combine, um, but it was a terrible performance. And, and almost as much as the numbers indicating poor athleticism, to me, a lot of the combine, it's about putting in the hard work, practicing the technique of these various drills, because it's not football, which might, you might argue, say, why are we even talking about it then? But it matters. And, you know, something like the high jump, the broad jump, the 40 yard dash, a lot of that is form, you know, and a lot of it is building up leg strength and practicing with the trainer. And that's something, and, and I'd like to start there uh, as far as Booty's film. That's something that is 
concerning to me because I saw a lot of giving up on Kayshawn Booty's film. I saw a lot of times where he knew he wasn't the number one option in a route and barely tried. There'd be a double move where he was on the outside. His goal was basically to just stretch. Uh, there was one time in a cover two where his goal was basically just to stretch the free safety as far as possible um, in order to open up a seam route. He basically gave up on the play. The safety was able to jump an interception uh, on the seam route. Stuff like that was all over his tape. And I don't like to judge a player. I'm not in the you know weight room every day, but I am concerned a little bit about his work ethic. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I think there are definitely some red flags there. He, he did not uh, put 100% effort into some of his routes. Also, going back to his combine, too, there was that the, um, you know, he, he originally said that he was coming back to LSU for his senior season. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, went back on that. There are some reports, you know, whether that's truthful or not, whatever it is. But, um, you know, he did end up declaring a little bit later than everyone else. So, um, one, I wonder if that also kind of impacted uh, how he performed. But then, two, the, it does go to a lack of uh, preparation there. Um, I wonder, you know, hopefully he gets into a, a coaching system that's a little bit more structured and he thrives in that. Um, and you know, it's, it's good for him there, but that, that definitely is something that I do worry about with him. Yeah. So we've been a little bit negative and that's cause you know, I'm, I'm, I'm asking some leading questions. So let's, <laughs> let's talk about some of his positives because while I yeah. have been down on him, I, I'm not against booty at all. So, you know, his film grade for me is a 65.8 to give some context for that. That is 37th out of 84 wide receivers uh, since 2018. So pretty much mid pack. And and I'm usually scouting all wide receivers projected to go in the top four rounds. So pretty much mid pack, very similar to a guy like Zay flowers. I know who a lot of people love um, and it puts him in the boom bust wide receiver two tier basically for me. So I'm not, I'm not totally down on him. So let's transition and talk about what booty does well and how did he put up those ridiculous numbers his first two seasons? Yeah. I mean, I, I think on film, he's borderline the second best wide receiver in this class. I think Jason does have a leg up on him. Um, I, I felt that way for a while, but I think on film, when you're watching him play just as a pure wide receiver, um, I think there's very minimal holes in his game that aren't, you know, related to uh, lack of effort or anything like that. Um, coming to his hands, he very reliable hands, very few drops that I saw. Um, he's, you know, has good extension, excellent body control, just his ball skills and his ability to track the ball in the air, I think are, are top tier for him. Um, and then again, after the catch, I think he's, he's a good yards after the catch player. We saw that all the time in his freshman, uh, tape he's physical after the catch. He's not necessarily someone that's, uh, like a glider, like Garrett Wilson is, or, you know, someone like Jalen Waddle, that's going to, you know, make people miss in the open field, but I think he's very physical. Um, he's good at, uh, creating angles for himself for big runs and he's able to, you know, lower his shoulder or, um, run through arm tackles pretty effectively. Sorry, I, I cut out for a sec, but I'll get rid of that. Um, yeah, I definitely think you're right in talking about a lot of his strengths. I think that his ability to track balls in the air was very good for a player of his size. And I think to me, his number one strength was his yards after catch ability. 
Um, mm-hmm. He really is quite explosive after the catch, which again brings into question some of those testing numbers, but he has right. the ability to change speeds, to beat angles on the sideline. Um, he's really good at uh, almost like an Alvin Kamara, little like step back juke move that he does to really throw defenders off when they're trying to cut him down on an angle. And overall, he's just really explosive with the ball in his hands, which is a very right. useful thing um, for a, you know, typical slot player. So, so Kayshawn Booty played the slot uh, only didn't play it a lot. His freshman and sophomore year, only about 25% of the time. And then his junior year, he went into the slot 72% of the time. Um, as a result, his yards per reception went way down his yards after catch per reception, which was above seven, each of his first two years went down below five. And I think a lot of that was that he wasn't playing in as much space, um, a lot of his touches were manufactured for him. There were a lot of screens, a lot of bubbles, um, a lot of RPOs, things like that, as LSU was trying to take advantage of a running quarterback. But I do think that part of the reason Keishon Booty struggled was he was playing more in the slot and not playing in a system that really uh, accentuated his strengths. Yeah, I mean, it's a brand new system that he ran there with Brian Kelly, brand new quarterback. Um, you know, his his own whole environment changed that that last season for him. And he still, you know, was was effective in that that year. Um, so, you know, he wasn't a complete dud, but it was definitely not what we what we were hoping for. Yeah. One interesting thing that you pointed out is that he, he, he has pretty good hands. Um, he mm-hmm. had a pretty, you know, low drop rate. Um, he made some good catches away from his body. Um, I did see a lot of instances where he kind of did double catch the ball. Um, there were a few times where he should have flipped his hands over on low catches where he didn't, a lot of those, he still caught the ball, but it did prevent some of his yak opportunity. Um, that's something that he can clean up. He, he has all the capabilities, but with some coaching at the next level, I do think his hands could actually improve as well. Yeah, and and with his hands too, he he does consistently try to catch it away from his body, which is something I, I love to see. He doesn't alligator arm it. Um, he doesn't let it come into his body very often, um, which is a, a negative that I've seen with a lot of the wide receivers, especially in this class. Um, a lot of yeah. alligator arming, a lot of you know letting it come into their body, um, and and just not having you know good technique there. I think it's a lot easier to um, you know train away the the ability to. Um, catch the ball in the right position away from your body. If you're already doing that versus, you know, stopping the alligator arm, I've, I've seen that, that trait really translate to the NFL, you know, alligator arming that doesn't go away very easily. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And he was effective on a per play basis again, other than his junior year uh, where he was quite good. You know, he was, if you only look at his first two years, he was basically in the 75th percentile on a yards per route run basis uh, grading in similar to similarly to guys like, you know, uh, even Drake London, uh, Jalen Hyatt, Debo Samuel, he's right in that range. Again, if you remove his junior season, um, yeah, and I think if you look at his, I think a lot of people looking at Keishon Boutte, they look at the, his um, sophomore season and see it as, you know, a, a scratch year. You know, he didn't do anything that year, you know, because on the box score, 500 yards isn't, you know, crazy. But then you kind of dig a little bit deeper and you see he had a good season. A lot of people were very yeah. hyped up on him still that year. Um, but that's so long ago. And, you know, as, you know, even myself, 
we live in the present sometimes and we don't really look back to it um, and see what the reaction was then. So like, oh, he hasn't played in two years, but realistically he had one down year um, and then the other year was cut short by injury. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to talk about his route running a little bit because I thought that it was good at times. Um, I mentioned some of the inconsistency. Um, I think he runs a really good short routes. He, he runs a good whip route, uh, the zag routes. He runs a quick slant really well, establishing position. And we know he can do well after the catch. Um, and his freshman season, he was a real threat in the deep passing game. Um, again, a lot of slot fades, a lot of crossers using some of that speed. Um, but I do think he struggled against zone defense, and I do think he struggled in the intermediate area of the field. And that's one of my bigger concerns I have for him is that he's a good player. He's a versatile player who can succeed in different ways, but I don't think he's good enough after the catch to be a guy who's going to get design plays for him like a Debo Samuel or Jalen Waddell. Um, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to beat zone defense consistently to play the slot. And I didn't love his press break in order to beat guys out wide. Again, a lot of that is uh, effort more than actual, you know, foot speed and, and, and technique. But I guess, how would you address those concerns? Where do you see him succeeding at the next level? And where do you see his route running and whether or not he can, you know, overcome some of those deficiencies or did you not see those deficiencies? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw some of the deficiencies. I, I did actually kind of like his press. I, I have even in my notes though, in quotes, most of the time. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I think there were, there were inconsistencies with his route running and I think that can be cleaned up at the next level. I think um, uh, again, going back to this past year with the whole new scheme, there's already obviously something going on with Brian Kelly and Boutte not gelling very well. So um, was that a lack of effort on his end because of that? I wouldn't say that's excusable um, because he's still obviously going and playing for himself, playing for the NFL. So um, not, not necessarily trying to excuse that. But then um, I, I think as a route runner, he did pretty good when he was giving his best effort. I think that just shows the um, – uh, his his projectability at the next level if things do hit right mm -hmm. and he does, um, you know, improve there in his consistency, I think he can be a threat at all levels of the field because, again, we're basing a lot of this on the last, you know, a year or two years ago and then three years ago even. So I, I think there's a lot of room for improvement. I would love to see him take those steps this year, but I think he can take those steps next year. Yeah, and I and I think coaching will play a lot into that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a little conflicted on this. Do you think he's a slot at the next level? Do you think he's going to play out wide? What what type of routes do you think he's going to succeed on in the NFL? Yeah, I was really hoping he came in over that six foot mark. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of where he was listed at at LSU. I think he was listed right around six foot six one. Um, but coming in at 5'11", I know it's just an inch and, you know, you know, people will say that doesn't matter, but, and when you're looking at a lot of profiles and stuff, you, you really want them just like within that six foot to six foot two range. Um, so I, I had hope that he was going to play on the outside. I think that is probably where he's going to win the most. Um, I, I think if he gives his effort and stuff and he's playing against man coverage on the outside, he can win more often than not. Um, I, I think he can get around more physical uh, DBs. I think he can uh, win and press. Um, and I think he can win within his routes on his release. Um, he does. He did show good utilization of his leverage. Again, at times, I wish he was more consistent in that. 
Um, and then also just his breaks. I saw glimpses of almost elite route running where he, you know, had such crisp breaks, ins, outs, stuff like that. But then other times they were just sluggish. So yeah. um, I, I think he can. Uh, that's kind of you're, – you're banking on the upside with Keishon Boutte to develop into this. Um, what we saw his freshman year and uh, his sophomore year, developing even more into what we thought he could develop into. Yeah, and in terms of that route running and whatnot, I, like like you said, I, I thought he showed the best breaks actually on like comeback routes, uh, playing mm-hmm. out wide, uh, especially early on in his career in college because he'd already established himself as a deep threat, and he was able to run a really efficient comeback with good footwork, uh, show good hands and body positioning there as well. Um, my, my concern for him playing out wide is that I just hated his physicality. And and I know we keep going back to work ethic. I don't know if that's what it is though, because he's not a very strong guy. He's not a very big guy. And if you don't have elite worth that work ethic, there were a bunch of times on routes where essentially the cornerback anticipated what he was going to do. And instead of trying to do something to get around him, he basically just let himself be absolved and just quit on the play. Um, right in terms of establishing breaks using his physicality, like for instance, we were talking about Dalton Kincaid earlier. That's something that he did really well, uh, you know, pushing out that forearm just a little bit before a dig. Uh, That's something that booty didn't do at all. You know, he wasn't going to use physicality to create separation before the catch. Um, And that's something that I have some concerns about, but again, that being said, if he gets into a good system with a good wide receivers coach, um, there is a lot of upside here. Um, and, and that brings us to w- what player comp do you see in Kayshawn Booty as far as a current NFL player? Yeah. And, and just to speak one more time on the, you know, kind of negatives on his tape too. I, I think we've seen him do just about everything that we want to see a wide receiver do. Um, and, and it really just comes to putting all that together and putting that together consistently. You know, there's some guys in this class that we, are saying, oh, well, you know, I hope he can do this. I hope he can do that. We've seen Boutte do that. You know, he, he has, you know, uh, the yards after the catch. We've seen a very good season from him. We've seen him, you know, do all the things you want to see a wide receiver do on the field. It's just putting that together consistently. Um, but for me, my my comp, um, I was kind of looking at some earlier because I, I don't really do comps very often, but I saw one. That is actually really interesting. And it's uh, Christian Kirk, but with a lot more upside, I would say. Um, I, I think if he goes back to kind of his freshman year where he's a bit more of a deep threat, you can play inside, outside a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think that is where his his comp really lands. Um, I, I think he has a lot more upside than Christian Kirk. So I'm not saying that that's what his career is going to be. It could also be a lot worse if he doesn't um you know fill a lot of these things that I'm, I'm hoping that he does so um but size wise i think they're they're about the same um they, they have very similar games um i've also seen him comp to jarvis landry and i think that really just stems to him just not being good at the combine and then jarvis landry having a good career i don't really see that much in their play styles as much Yeah, I, I agree. Christian Kirk's a good comp, the ability to both stretch the field, uh, track the ball, um, make some good over-the-shoulder catches, uh, being pretty efficient in the short game. Uh, to me, two guys really stood out, and I think they represent his uh, ceiling. And for me, a ceiling comp for him 
uh, Jahan Dotson. Um, I, I think he can be better than Dotson, but I saw a lot of similarities in terms of the agility after the catch, um, the ability to threaten deep, but the not necessarily precise uh, route running or physical game. Um, and then on the downside, what I would see from him is more like a guy like Paris Campbell, um, who's just not good enough to get those manufactured touches at the NFL level. Um, still is going to be, you know, an okay wide receiver who can do things when the ball's thrown to him, but not going to break a game in any way. Um, what do you think about those comps? Yeah, I, I think those are, are fair comps. Um, I, I think Campbell is definitely like the low end for him. Um, and that's really, yeah. if he just does not, you know, his, his motivation just isn't there and he just kind of definitely falls off there. I could, I could see that. Um, you know, I, I think he can definitely have more upside than Dotson. We, we saw good flashes from Dotson this season. Um, he's a little bit bigger. I think he is a bit more physical, but you know, Dotson does play bigger than, than his size. And that, that was my main takeaway from Dotson last year. I really liked him, um, as well, but I, I think Butte has a, a chance to be, um, a lot more, a lot better right out of the gates if he's in a, a good situation there. Yeah, yeah, he definitely, definitely has that possibility. Right now, he's being projected uh, end of the third round, so that basically means that you know any team's going to have a shot at him. Uh, do you think he goes day two, and do you have a dream landing spot for him? Yeah, I actually took a bet with uh, Jacob on this fifty dollars bet nice. that he goes day two. Um, so I'm, I am hoping, I think he does. I I'm really banking on a improvement on his pro day. Um, but the, the, the draft media has not been kind to his, his draft profile, but I think if people look on this tape, um, they know his situation, NFL GMs and stuff, they're going to see someone with a ton of upside. So I do think that he ends up going day two and, and I'm, I'm sticking with that prediction. Yeah, I kind of feel similarly. I feel like almost like a Brian Edwards type, he, he's going to fall, but someone's going to fall in love with that freshman and really sophomore film. Um, to me, a lot's going to depend on the pro day because he's been dropping like nuts since since the pro right. day. I mean, sorry, since the combine. Um, we'll see. We'll see where he ends up. Um, where does he rank for you among wide receivers uh, in the 2023 rookie class? So, so far... Um, he, he ranks as my, just based purely on film, I have him ranked as my wide receiver, uh, looking at it now, wide receiver four. So I have Jason above him. Um, I have Josh Downs actually like neck and neck with him. I might have, no, I probably have, I've been going back and forth on that one a lot, but then also Zay Flowers, I have him just purely on film over, uh, Boutte right now. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I, I actually have a similar range uh, for me. I'm not, I'm not that down on Butte. I have him above guys like Jalen Hyatt and Marvin Mims, who I know some people mm -hmm. are taking, taking over him. So for me, Butte, I have him at the wide receiver uh, six. So again, behind JSN Downs, Johnston, Addison and Zay Flowers, but he he's pretty close to Zay Flowers. I could see an argument for him over him. Once you factor in the draft capital, my numbers are screaming at me that Boutte is a trap, um, especially if he goes end right. of round three. Um, he just didn't put up enough numbers in his junior season and really throughout his career. But you do have to admit the flashes are there. Um, right. And yeah. Yeah, I think he flashes. I mean, 
legitimately, I think he flashes that he could be a top 12 receiver just based on his tape and based on his highlights, based on, you know, what, what we've seen that he can do. But there's a lot of red flags there that I'm, I'm obviously not projecting that, but I think that is his, his potential there. Yeah, if we're talking pure upside, I would take him over a guy like Flowers, and I think he's even closer to a guy like Jordan Addison, but um, just hard to do that at this point. So for me, that comes in about the the 207, 208. Um, again, I think he'll go lower than that once some of these tight ends get a good landing spot. If a guy like Tajay Spears or Kendra Miller gets a good landing spot, I could see Butte slipping to the two, three turn in a lot of rookie drafts, in which case I can imagine that you'll have a hundred percent ownership. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, right now, again, um, when I kind of do my rankings right now, I'm, I'm not taking in draft capital that much. Um, of course I am in my head if I'm doing like a startup or something like that, that I have rookies included, but as I'm doing my rankings, I'm really just looking at the film and just not worrying about draft capital and that that's going to come into play obviously once the NFL draft happens. So I have him right now at the end of the first kind of in that group with, uh, with Downs, Addison, uh, Quinn Johnson and Flowers, just kind of just like a, a group of wide receivers here at the end of the first beginning of the second for me. Um, but again, it, I'm, I'm banking on that day too. And, you know, a lot of draft media doesn't like me for some reason. They're projecting him after that. So, um, yeah. if that does happen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to drop him down. That's just not a good hit rate, even though I love the guy, um, I'll be taking him in the third round happily, but, uh, hoping that pays off, but he'll, he'll definitely be dropping down my ranks. Unfortunately, if that happens. Yeah, that makes sense, especially for guys in the same tier. Like for me as a flowers, if he goes 50 picks before him, you know, it's not going right. to be a question for me, a guy like Marvin Mims, who I haven't done a, a in-depth dive in the podcast yet, but who I really didn't like the film on, you know, even mm-hmm. if he goes 30, 40 picks ahead, I, I might still stick with a guy like booty, but he's going to be right. falling to the end of the second pretty clearly. I think. Yeah. I'm, same boat with actually those exact same players. So yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, all right. Well, this was great. Uh, to all the listeners, uh, Tyler, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore FF underscore. I do uh, thread breakdowns on all these players films. Um, so Boutte and then Kincaid, we've also already done um, and plenty of other ones you can find there on my pinned tweet. Uh, additionally, I also write long form articles for those players as well on kingfantasysports.com. So check that out as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd like to thank you again for coming on. Uh, I think we have you scheduled for one more prospect at least uh, later in the off season. So thank you again for all your uh, continued time on this podcast uh, for everyone else. Uh, I will be releasing a few more podcasts this week, uh, maybe another rookie breakdown to go along with Kincaid and Booty. Um, I'm also very excited to be having a podcast going over, you know, the first week or so of free agency uh, with a bigger name in the dynasty industry. So uh, pretty excited to be able to do that. Uh, I won't spoil who quite yet, but uh, make sure to subscribe, like, rate, review, et cetera, all those things uh, to get the uh, Dynasty Sold On podcast right into your feed. Uh, and I'll be talking to y'all soon. Thanks. Thanks.